This episode of the Limehouse Podcast is brought to you in association with SomedaysAndDiamonds.co.uk SomedaysAndDiamonds.co.uk For all your blogging, for all your podcasting, for all your film and TV requirements, please visit SomedaysAndDiamonds.co.uk Now... Enjoy the show. So welcome back to the Limehouse Podcast. How the deuce have you been? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm looking out the window, looking at the countryside, looking at the pigeons again on the field. I'm I'm at home and I'm at home with the pigeons. Where what are you at home with? You at home with a glass of wine, uh, with a book, uh, or or just like in the middle of the countryside? I don't know. I went on an astonishing walk the other day. It was beautiful. My God, am I ruddy bloody hashtag blessed? I really am. That hashtag cannot be overused. Hashtag blessed. Oh dear, dear. So this week, Aisha Jawando. So you're, you're, you. If you are aware of her, you'll know that she is the. She plays Tina, Tina Turner in the musical Tina, and it's wonderful. When it gets back on its feet soon, I suggest you check it out. Follows obviously the life and times of Tina Turner. I loved it. I went to see it about a year and a half, two years ago, I guess. Yeah, two years ago. And what was his love? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've seen the film What's Love Got To Do With That? I've seen, seen that many years ago and, and it broke me in many ways. You, you know, uh, it's incredibly touching. It's a journey of a film and it's brutal at times. And the play, the musical does not hold back from that. And Aisha, talk, Aisha and I talk a lot about those issues. So we talk about the domestic violence that Tina suffered and the wider, the wider issues around domestic violence and the sort of the different variants of it and what have you. And it's not just as, it's not just as simple as, as, um, as violence. Sometimes it can be as simple as, as, as we well know, it's well documented now, coercive control, um, symptomatic of very nasty, manipulative people out there. And uh, what can you do about that? You can, you, can, you can start by believing in yourself. And that's really goddamn fucking hard, isn't it? Believing in yourself is really tricky. And I think we talk a little bit about that. And empowerment. Empowerment is very tricky. How did I, in, in fact, I think one of the reasons I love talking about the subject was because how did I myself get out of terrible relationships that, coer- that were very coercive and damaging to me. How did I do that? I was in a relationship with a, with a girl that it, it literally unpicked the hem of who I was. Day by day, over f- a five month period towards the end, I was so un, uh, unattached from me, who I was, that I had a breakdown, which wasn't pleasant. And I didn't really know what I was doing with my life anymore. And that's just, that was over five months. Imagine being that in five years, over a five year period of time. And, and I can't imagine the power that you, that is required from a human being to fight their way out of that. And Tina Turner did that. And she's a model of, of power and beauty and a total inspiration to everyone that listens to her music, that listens to what she says and the example that she puts out there. And it was an amazing conversation. It really was. Like Aisha is a, a she's in touch with with the show. You know the the message of the show. It's not like she's just jobbing it. It's not like she's just, you know, collecting the paycheck, just singing some songs and dancing. She's doing this because she loves it, and she believes in it. And I think that really, really shines through. But what else we talk about is quite cool. Is it's also the physicality of the role. Uh, and I suppose building what, what it takes to build a musical of that uh, stature, not just the emotional side, but the nuts and bolts of it, which is really, really cool and bloody interesting. And um, yeah, I wouldn't say I get geeky about it, about how you set up a stage and choreography, but it, it, it gets a little bit, 
geeky at times. Anyway, enough of my yakking. Before I go, I'd like to ask you to hold the hands with the person you're with, to look in their eyes, to turn out the light, then put it back on again, because darkness brings everything closer and, and creeps you out of it. Now, get a glass of wine or a soft drink. Sit down on the sofa, turn the light out, turn it back on again. Focus the mind, look in the person's eyes and say, I love you, I love you. I just want you to do that because uh, it's important, isn't it? Spreading the love, people. Tell that person in your life that you, that you love them and tell them why. Don't just say, I love you, night. Tell them why, it's important, I think. And this episode, I think, I think you've got to learn to appreciate what you've got because there are so many people that don't have that. And that's bloody sad. And we think about the torture that some people have been going through through lockdown. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, guys, if you do have a spare moment, please do visit the website. The website that I'm always talking about. What is the website? There are so many. Don't confuse us, Will. Give us an actual website. Don't say the website. There are millions. Okay, well, this one's called somedaysardiamonds.co.uk. Somedaysardiamonds.co.uk. It's got everything on there, guys. It's got the Limehouse podcast blog, where I talk a little bit about my guests, about the, a little bit why I brought them on, the, the, the effect that episode had on me, or my own experience. Then there's the Limehouse podcast episodes themselves, which you can listen to. And there's my music up there now. So some of the music that you'll hear in this podcast, the intro song, for example. Uh, also the bands I've been in over the years, the short film, The Name, that I made, that I wrote, that I directed. There's a, <laughs> another comedy pilot up there called The Local Scene that I was in, that I wrote and directed. These sort of things do sound big-headed, don't they? They really do. Big-headed, big-headed head man. Big-headed head man over here. But I thought I'd put it all in one place. And I thought I'd, I'd just try and, and interest a few people. So if you do have any interest in those sort of things, do visit somedaysatdiamonds.co.uk. Okay? Look after yourself. Stay safe. I'll see you on Twitter, at LimehousePod, or on Instagram. Either way, I love you. I love you so much that I want to put a scarf around your neck when it's cold, and I want to cover you in water when it's too hot. But nothing sexual, okay? It's so great that you uh, agreed to chat with me. It's so cool. I thought I thought um, the opportunity had gone, but then you just randomly got back to a message of mine on Instagram. So I was really, really pleased, man. It's really cool. Um, like, I'll see it and I'm like, yeah, I'll get back to I'll, I'll message today and then weeks later I'm like, Tardy, tardy. Um, so what, um, I mean, broad question, but it's very, very relevant to your industry more than any other, I should imagine. What on earth has lockdown been like for you? What's this year been like for you? And I know I've got used to answering, when I st first, uh, first started on, on, asking this question, yeah. it was yeah, it was new and exciting. What's it like for you? What's the terror, what's the fear like? How are you dealing with it? Now it's just like, it's been a year. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. How, has it, how has it been for you, Aisha? If I'm totally honest, um, I've I've enjoyed it. Um, I've been I've been I'm so happy and so blessed and fortunate to have been working for the amount of years I've been working, but I've never yeah. had time off. Like I've had in ten years, I've had one proper Christmas. Oh man! Yeah. So I, I I'm really grateful for it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm I didn't. Mm you know, strike lucky and end up making loads and loads of money in the lockdown at all. But yeah. I just, I just thought, you know what? Mm. I don't know when I'm ever going to get this break again. Yeah. So I'm just going to enjoy it. And I mean, there have been times where I think it's, it's, there's been a lot of reflecting for myself, I'd say. So... Yeah. You know, just digging up things that maybe you'd push to one side because you're working and you're busy and you don't have to think about it just yet. Um, 
and then in lockdown past, past relationships right <laughs> oh my god yeah like i had a breakup um just before lockdown um oh gosh I'm sorry about dealing that. With that. you can't just go and be like i'm just gonna go and have fun you're like i have to yeah I have to think about it. I have to think about me. What did I play? What did they play? How do I do better next time? So many things. Um, and I was, I mean, I still am, but I was going through therapy at that time as well at the beginning of lockdown. And so yeah. again, I actually had time to sit and think about what was going on in my therapy sessions. We're both being like, okay, I've got to go catch, catch a, a train yeah. tonight. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it was a lot in my mind um, and in my heart, but I, I think it, it was well needed. And then obviously the world is just going crazy and that takes a toll. Yeah. So you had to do a lot of work on you, basically, this this lo- this lockdown then. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which isn't doesn't always come naturally to everyone. I mean, it's what you said there, like most people, I'm not saying that you, you, you're running away, you're used to running away from your problems or what have you, mm. but... But some people get into that cycle, don't they? And and I suppose lockdown does, in one regard, if you're ready for it, give you the opportunity to face up to some of the crap. Yeah. But then, on the other hand, that can probably can almost drive you completely insane. Yeah, because people don't like to be alone with their thoughts, which is totally understandable. I totally get it. And it can be so loud at times. But um, yeah. I just thought, well, if, if I'm going to sit here with them, I might as well just sort them out right? <laughs> before I hop <laughs> There's more are going to come, more more voices are going to come. I was like, let me just sort these ones out, get these, you know, yeah. out the door or whatever. And then I've, at least I've got space for the new ones when they come. <laughs> <laughs> that's one That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> and a, a one that I can, uh, I can, um, I don't know, uh, have some empathy with there, sympathy. Mm. And definitely, um, God, relate to. That's the word I'm trying to use there. Yeah, I, jeez. God, it does get to a point where you're like, okay, I've sorted that bag of crap out. Mm. The next bag of crap is it's slightly easier, uh, but it's still a bag of crap. And why? You know? <laughs> God. Yeah. But um, but well, well done for you, man, for getting the uh, getting on that road, that journey. It's, it's, it's important, isn't it? Um, so like, it's interesting to me because this is the first conversation I've ever had with um, someone from. Um, what do you call it? Like, because uh, I want to say like Broadway, but it's it's not, is it? In the, the West End, isn't it? Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Um, and I, I was I was fortunate enough to go and see Tina and um, with my wife and a couple of her workmates. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't you. Who did you see? Darn it! I can't remember the name of the 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 the, uh, the lady who did it. Um, your your predecessor, but um, I can't remember. Damn it! But. So what was her name? Was it Nkeki or was it Adrian? I think it was that Nkeki, but I'm not too sure. I don't quote me. I just, but it, either way, it was mind-blowingly good. Yeah. You know, it's like, did, did, how did you get involved with it? Was it like, did you did you know about it or were you lined up? How did, how what was the kind of the linear process of it all? I've actually been in it from the start. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, so I had a promotion from within, which I don't think is very common, but I'm I'm totally grateful for it either way. So yeah, I started, we started rehearsals back in January 2018, and I played Arlene, which is Tina's sister. Sister, yeah. Yeah, so I played Arlene for a year. I also covered Tina. I was second cover Tina. and. Yeah, and then the, the the second year came and they offered me alternate for six months and then a takeover for six months and then third year came and they offered me a whole year. So I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> cool. Man, you've like lived that. You have lived it. That musical <laughs> has been like, you have lived every nook and cranny of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I know that show inside out. <laughs> God. Wow, I I, lo- I love that. I don't even know where to start of how much, how how exciting it is to 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 how 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 must ex- it must be very exciting to be involved with it. But but from my perspective, from just from uh, someone who went to see it and someone who does like to go to musical theatre when I can, yeah. um, just what it what it, you know, the magic. Obviously, I'm being romantic here, but the magic and what have you. But what was <laughs> it um, from the get go? What was it like being involved? Like just um, 
reading the script, your agent giving you the, I don't know when the opportunity arose, what, what was the vibe when it first came up? I, I mean, I think I was, I was very excited because usually brand new shows open in the States, right? And that's like mm. the, the worldwide premiere. But we, London, were getting the worldwide premiere. So no one had seen it anywhere unless they'd been part of a workshop prior to, which I think they had about three workshops. But yeah, no one had seen it. So we were the first to do this. It was my baby, like everyone's little personal, this is mine and um, <laughs> they're going to show it to the world. And I still feel precious about the role that I played before. I, I, I you know, I, I loved her and I, and I, Yes, she's she's a you know she was a real character, but I was mm. also able to bring myself to it, and it was it was mine, and you know right. Um, but I champion everyone else who who now has gets a, gets a chance to play that role. But yeah, yeah it was oh, was it exciting? I don't know if exciting is the word. I just feel well. Like... This is the thing. This is the thing, man. Because whenever I ask an actor like one of these questions, it's like you know what was it like getting you know the role and stuff it's well well it's just you first of all it's a job right so and and i don't know is it do you almost take away do you almost take away the excitement to avoid the disappointment or to because because the level of rejection that that industry you know the industry brings up i think it's it's exciting to be going into a new job and i i would say maybe the first the first day is daunting for me it's always daunting meeting new people, having to remember names, like it's just a bit of a nerve wrack on myself. And I just have to go in there and just smile and then go home and be like, I don't want to speak to another human being like forever. Um, And after that, it's hard work. After that, it's I have to remember lines, I have to remember choreography, I have to remember spacing, which wing I exit, which wing I come on to and so on so forth. um, and then it, you're dancing in the show hills and you have to get used to that. And then you're dancing in the costume. So a lot of it after that, for me personally, becomes, right, I've got to get my head in the game. I've got to make sure yeah. I'm using cues, right, before I get excited with anything else. And then press night comes. And that's when the real excitement comes. Because you know that you get to finally, really and truly celebrate all the hard work that you've put in prior, knowing that there's still hard work to come because you have to upkeep it for a year or however long you're in the show for. Yeah. But I think it's it, it's press night where everyone just kind of relaxes, but they're still on edge. But they know, okay, I've, I've had previews for about a month now. The audience have loved it. This is, this is our night now. This is, you know, we're going to go full out because we know we're going to party after. Um, <laughs> the next day, but hey-ho such as life <laughs> yeah, man I, I i'm just trying to wrap my head around this process because i i don't know anything a, 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 about preview so previews are I, they're kind of what like dress rehearsals but with in front of the public that's the one okay hey that wasn't <laughs> exactly. bad i'm pretty pleased with myself pretty chuffed so like that what's that about like stress testing certain parts of the show like making sure it's fit for purpose Pretty much, if anything goes wrong, because we also, well, with Tina anyway, we work with a revolving stage. Yeah, so, I know, it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have we have things that fly in and fly out, and we just have to make sure everything's running smoothly for a, a, a certain amount of period of time to say, this is good to go. Okay. Definitely use this piece of equipment for the next year. Um, I mean, things go wrong. Things still go wrong on stage um, with machinery. <laughs> but, that must be a little bit exciting when it does, though. I would say, I remember there was one day I wasn't on. And I think I'd done a Tina show. In the, I think I'd done a Tina matinee. So I was off in the evening, but I was still in the building. And there's a scene where we have a drummer on, a, on the band truck and it goes on the revolve. And I think the hydraulics on the band truck were just gone. Something happened. Anyway, the band truck just starts to to creep slowly forward. 
until on the break stage as well. And it's just going and going and everyone's like, oh my God, the band truck, the band truck. Yeah, so the band truck probably almost took up people in the first couple rows, but it didn't, you know, some people were on it. Like the crew are like none other. They are on it at all times. I'm I'm glad to know, I'm glad to hear it. You know, you you don't (laughs) want that on opening night, do you? You Seven dead. Yeah. Drummers are officially really bad. You know, yeah. <laughs> knew they were bad before, but um, God, yeah. So, like, what? Um, what? 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 Like, there's so. Much, I want to try and get to the essence of 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 what it's like for you, but also what it's like um, from my from my side of it as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess what I'd love to know is what the what what your director was like and how many obviously I don't know, if, you know there are four or f- four or five directors involved over years or what have you um but what what's it like how does that process how's that process work work because I'm, I'm presuming you have a choreographer yeah uh, sort of almost like a yeah di- a director of that aspect and then the more of the theatrical director so we have so we would have a choreographer an assistant choreographer we'd have director okay. and assistant director and we have our musical supervisor, and then we have an assistant musical supervisor. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. And then you have Tina Turner coming in and going, no, this is shit, start again. That actually happened. <laughs> what? I mean, we don't use those words, but we, 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 it was a launch. So we were doing a launch at the hospital club, which is now closed, unfortunately. So many good times and memories there, but, we were doing the launch for Tina and there were three, myself and two other ladies posing as I kept. And then we had Adrian Warren, who was a Tina at the time and Tina came. So, you know, choreography had been curated for this launch. Anyway, we come in, we're doing it. And Tina just stops. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, I want to change it. We're going to do this. And we're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're literally launching in 20 minutes 20 minutes what, what? So we're just like uh, and and she'll do a step and we'll do the step and then she and i think because it was just off the cuff sometimes like we forgot which what move came next so we were giving yeah. each other <laughs> you take this section i'll take this section you take the other section and <laughs> we just had to go back 20 minutes like going over it going over the harmonies it was it was it that was fun it was fun <laughs> fun but slightly <laughs> slightly mental i mean what 20 minutes before curtain up and 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 tina turner's going like no no, 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 no. yeah we're doing it like this yeah that's madness and didn't someone go look taking photos we were just like oh my god <laughs> well yeah i mean i get that aspect you know look I love Tina Turner yeah. to pieces. We yeah. had um, the we had the best at our um, simply the best. It's our wedding song. We had it like in the service. Everyone had to sing it. It was pretty cool. <gasps> but I love her. Yeah, I know. I love her to pieces. But if she comes, it's a little bit like the fast show sketch. If she comes up to me and says twenty minutes before the show, you've got to change the dance routine. I'd say, Oi, Tina, no. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> She was so nice. She was so kind about it. We were like, well, we have to. Yeah. And I, and I, 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 I don't know where our choreographer had gone. <laughs> we were just, God, like, we just asked her. I mean, we were, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was something. It was something. <laughs> uh, you, you, but you passed the test. What was it like? Did, did, did it work or did you all fall each, over each other? What happened? Oh, it worked. She told us that we were great. And I was like, yes. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Top dollar. Yeah. So you, you got to you got to meet Tina. What what's what's uh, what's the legend the the woman is like? She's amazing. She's like I, I always describe her as because 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 she is who she is, and this goes for any figure, famous figure. I always not that I always expect the worst, but I don't expect the best because I don't want to come back and say, oh that person is really horrible. I'm just like I'm just gonna expect the worst, and you can surprise me. Um, but she was lovely, yeah. and I always describe her as this fun aunt. She was just, yeah. she was like smiling, trying to crack jokes and everything, and being cheeky. And I was like, she's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she's just lovely. 
Man, I tell you, I, I've got, <laughs> again, I'm just going to, my Tina, not obsession, but we've got a, a live album of her in, her in Brazil. And you can just tell from her onstage, like, banter yeah. that she's someone that is just a lovely person. Yeah. Like, I know that. It's almost like her banter's just sweet. It's not like, it, it's not really, really, it's, it's professional, but it's sweet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's, it's so almost, almost dinky. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But um, man. So what? What about what about you? Did you get any? Um, did you did she give you any feedback on on your performance? No, I didn't get any feedback. But I I I mean I'm not sure how it completely works behind once a director or the choreographer's given me notes from doing shows whether things are taped and sent back to her so she watches it or whether she's spent so much time with the choreographer that they just know what it's supposed to be and if it's wrong then it's wrong yeah but no i don't i don't think she's watched my performance as tina in the flesh yeah she's watched my performance as arlene in the flesh um wow yeah <laughs> that, I, I just must be like the biggest thrill but i mean also because of the unbelievable amount of work you've put in and i guess there comes a time when you've put in that level of work and it comes to the big night and you just, it's almost like the iceberg, isn't it? It's like the tip of the iceberg. You've done all that work, all that prep. Mm. The ner- I don't know how, I don't know if you suffer from nerves or not, or not, but one can, can imagine if you put that much work into it, that it's just about pressing play and it's almost like automatic. It is at times. Sometimes I get, you know, I get really nervous when I know people in the audience. Yeah. I people I don't know, I can do whatever. I say, we're obviously within limits. I can do whatever, <laughs> you know. I can be a bit cheeky. I can wink at someone and be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but when some, when people I know are in, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I have to be seamless. It has to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrible, that feeling, isn't it? Having, having a family member or whatever in the audience. It's so weird. I don't know what that is. Um <laughs> I've always wondered about that with, with artists and what have you. They, they go, oh, it's great to have my mum or dad here or it's great to have, I don't know, my sister or my brother. I'm like, it's not. It's not great. Why? I'm shitting myself. Don't lie. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, guys, I find it just so fascinating because we haven't even talked about your your, your voice and, and, and the physical aspects of this because what did, what kind of fitness level do you have to have to be able to, to do this? It must be... It must be the the gym. You must be going to the gym for this. Yeah. So since gyms have opened up, because we're due to open this year, and I... That's good. Yeah. I just know... Basically, well, <laughs> rewind a little bit. Um, okay, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. let's get back to, get back I, to basics. Get back to basics. So actually, when we, when we first started rehearsals, I actually broke my foot four days into rehearsals and thought they were going to sack me. And I was scared. Oh, my God. My life. I know I've never broken a bone in my body ever in my whole entire life. And I broke my foot. I was like, great, fantastic. And so when it came to, I, I managed to get on, I think a week before press night, I said to myself, I have to be on for press night. So all everyone was at a certain fitness level, especially the ladies, the ladies fitness level has to be like top, top, top. And we're constantly dancing, moving, so on and so forth. And I just thought, I have to get into shape. I'd never really gotten into shape, quote unquote, for any show before. I just didn't think it needed it. Um, yeah, yeah. Or I found that maybe because I'd been in the rehearsal process, I was, you know, my body was getting used to things, but I had nothing. I literally sat on my ass for six, six weeks, six, eight weeks. And so I started sprinting, doing interval sprints at the gym. And Oh my goodness, I I got on stage. I didn't even break a sweat. I was like, this is nothing. Oh, wow. Day. I was like, this is nothing. Are you guys haven't sprinted. <laughs> this is whatever. <laughs> so fast forward to the present. I'm now, now that gyms are open, I'm back in the gym. I'm back sprinting. I'm back lifting. I just, um, during lockdown, I was skipping a lot. Because I think I yeah. skipping and singing is, is my go-to just so I can, I know that I'm not going to die after doing a routine and 
you know, something else. I, more. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't, well, I can't, con- I cannot contemplate, man, like the the, lev- the level of fitness that is required. I think, it, obviously, if, if you didn't, like it just, it would be agony, right? I don't, yeah, but then, but I, I just find it really interesting how, how people manage to just, to just not basically die in a pool of sweat <laughs> at the end of every night and then get up and then do it again and sometimes twice like I in a day like I, it just blows my mind it's bonkers like the level of can you speak to like the level of professionalism that you are surrounded by within your industries it must be pretty like unbelievable everyone has to be on it because I mean sometimes no matter how fit you are even when I was in the first year doing a double show day was like death I did the first one, I think I'd be okay for the second one. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and we're in the yeah. week, hyping each other, like, we can do this, or on stage, and my show, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go <laughs> to get through it, because it's just, it's it's not normal. I just, I don't think, I don't think it's normal. We've oh. made a normality in our business, but no, a show like that particularly is just, yeah. <laughs> it's bonkers isn't it but you know what I, I mean just to slightly change the subject ever so slightly but what I what I find really interesting with Tina and I I, I could be completely wrong here but mm. it's not like there's a celebrity that's been parachuted in to to take the role of Tina or what have you um I could be wrong I don't know but um that's what I loved about it it seemed like it was kind of I hesitate to use the word grassroots but it's got kind of like that less sort of what what sort of um the west end and, and broadway has a little bit of a problem with isn't it it's like people that are famous coming in and just yeah taking the role from someone who is actually better than that famous person and and depriving them of a you know potential like life-changing moment yeah yeah i, I would say i i really what's the word i'm i'm flattered that with this show, even up until now, they've really honoured performers first. You know, I say there are people who've actually trained for this for three years and have worked their butts off to be here, and they deserve to be on the stage. Of course, sometimes you have celebrities who have become famous but have also trained. You know, and some people just mm. take a different route to it because you know that that's what they find easiest maybe they weren't getting as much luck to begin with once they graduated and they thought well if I do this maybe I'll get a recognition so on and so forth but it, it's nice to know that people have enough faith in people who have said no I'm gonna do it this way and I'm gonna grow and have said you know what we're gonna reward you and we're gonna give you this and we're not gonna overshadow you by bringing in someone who is just this grandiose person Right, yeah. And humbling. <laughs> there we go. But the, sub- the subject matter of Tina, right, is, it, it's unreal. I mean, I've, I saw what Love Got To Do With It years and years ago. Um, and it blew, it blew my mind in many different ways. But the, man, she had it tough. Yeah. man she had it tough that that it's one thing to like we said we, we, we talked about like the physicality of your of, of the role and we haven't spoken about the singing yet but i hopefully <laughs> we will but but the you know the domestic abuse side of things that i mean you've got one thing to think about you've got to think about the performance but then you've got to think about putting yourself in that position mm. how on earth do you go about doing that i don't know <laughs> I think I think I guess I guess my role is to tell a story right I, I am a storyteller and I want people to be involved in the story as much as possible and a lot of it is dying to who I am in a, in a sense not completely because yeah. with this show we've had it said to us that it's not about being Tina. It's not about being an impersonation of Tina. It's, it's still very much you. It's how you sound, how your voice sounds, so on and so forth. There are isms that we can bring to it, but it's still okay. us. But I think it, it's my job to portray 
just this smidgen <laughs> of her life in two hours to people. And I think the best way to do it is with the best conviction um, okay, yeah. possible. Um, gosh. I think, I think as women as well, I think we've, I think the majority of women have been through some kind of assault, whether it's to the extent of Tina's assault or whether it's catcalling um, or thinking or seeing a woman or hearing that a woman has been sexually assaulted or has had their lives taken away from them. And we've all been able to say, oh, what if that was me? And I think as a woman, I think not. it's not easy, but it is very much one of those that could have been me. Mm, and so there's a lot of substitution for myself, basically, when I when I do try and portray those, those parts of her life, which we, they're spoken about and, and they are acted out. But also other parts of her life are highlighted. So even though it, those parts are dark, the whole arc of the story isn't dark. It's a struggle um, yeah. and it's different struggles. But I think the fact that she has come out, whether she believes it or not, I don't know, because I haven't had a personal conversation with her about this, but she's come out victorious. And I think in those times, it's I can allow myself to feel this could have been me because I know that at the yeah. end of the story, I come out. Because, you know, you said that you were given the license to do it yourself a bit, you know, bring your own aspect of, um, of, you know, of yourself to it. Um, where do you, where do you begin with that? I mean, there, there has to be some homework, doesn't there? that goes into that. You don't just go, Oh, well now I'll just be sad. I'll, I'll just be sad on stage or I'll just be, you know, this, there has to be something um where you break it down right yeah and and build it up again like yeah. when did that how did you go about that we have this fun thing called actions <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I learned that i learned about it when i was back in uh, performing art school many many moons ago yeah. but it's basically the the art of action in the sentences or action in paragraphs or knowing what you want out of a certain conversation, what you, what you want the outcome to be. And so it's very much being active and responding to what your act, your opposite act is giving you, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, there's a scene, for example, towards the end of the show when, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, pleasure is, <laughs> where <laughs> Tina's speaking to her mother, right? And it's a very hard conversation and again, we know that you know, her, her relationship with her mother was tainted. And so I've yeah. gone through the whole show. I haven't really spoken to my mother, but I've had glimpses of my mother throughout the show. And first of all, I'll, I'll probably go home and write down, okay, this is, this is my mother. She's this age. She, she does this, whatever, you know, just a normal arc of a, of a person, of a character. And then I would go into, well, she's done X, Y, Z. How would X, Y, Z make me feel as a person? How do I feel, because she's done this, how do I feel every time she's mentioned? Do I recoil? Do I, do I brush it off? And then when we go into breaking down sections of, segments of speech, um, yes, in the hospital scene, I'm, I'm very much, my overarching thing is, you left me, and I don't know why you left me. But there are all these little side notes. So I'm trying to get her to understand that I'm sad or I'm upset that she left me, for example. So I'll have a line and I'll say, I prod you or I poke you to try and evoke something from the actor I'm on stage with. And then that okay. actor has also said, oh, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush her with when I say this." Okay. And okay, so I get constantly, you, yeah. there's a there's a pressure cooker. All these actions are adding pressure cookers to the lines that you're saying until it explodes at some point because okay. someone has 
the ultimate action, I guess, to end the scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's just yeah. I love I love it when you break down that this the process of it all. It's 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 fascinating to me. I really I just I just love it, particularly stage acting. That story, Tina's story, plays out through the cent through the centuries, through the generations rather, mm. and it just gets more and more important, and its potency never is never diluted. And can you speak a bit about you reckon that what you reckon the importance of of this of Tina is in terms of like it, it being in the West End and then in people's minds and hearts? Mm. I. I remember coming out of, coming outside of stage door after a show and a woman was outside stage door. And it's happened a couple of times actually. And they said, that's me, that's my story. That's happened to me. And I have to hold back tears because you know, you know that someone else has gone through something similar, but to actually have someone in the flesh come to you and say, I've had to run away from an abusive relationship and I had nowhere to go and I was living on the streets or so on and so forth. It shows me that it's more than just a musical. It's more than just a celebration of a great art yeah. music. It's something yeah. that happens to women and it still does. And yeah. for me, if the show in that aspect can give someone the strength to move on. I mean, I kind of wish we had a helpline, like we, you know, sometimes when you watch stuff on, on, on TV, they'll say, you know, if you're ever going through this kind of situation, here's a helpline, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So maybe I'll mention it when we go back, but I, it, it would be nice to have that because a lot of people come and identify with the subject, certain subjects. Oh my God, especially now during lockdown, the, you know, the coercive control, the, the domestic abuse that is bound and will have gone on. Uh, it's behind closed doors is, 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 you know, you get a palpable sense of that sometimes. I mean, you just, you just, you just know it's happening. Yeah. And to come to go and then see Tina when it reopens, you mm -hmm. know, it's going to be pretty hard on some people, I should imagine. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's another stake in the ground to just say this, this story is still being told because it's still happening. Mm. And we still need to do something about it. Quite well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the domestic violence is is it's a it's a it's a killer, you know. And yeah. there's no way of getting around it. And mm -hmm. the statistics are mind blowing. You just can't believe it. What happens in in Brixton not so long ago to that? I can't remember. Oh, I feel really bad, and I can't remember the the girl's name who was murdered. And it's just women they just still bear the brunt of it all, don't they, really? It's just, you go through the... You, you like to think that things have changed, and, and yes, they have by some degree, but also there's just so much shit that's still just swept under the carpet and we just simply don't deal with, yeah. you know? And I, I don't want to mention Brexit and um, <laughs> COVID-19, but there's a lot of those things that come along that just tend to sweep a lot of um, these kind of things... Um, agendas to one side and we go oh, well that's dealt with now look we're in the 21st century we've dealt with that we don't need to go there you know we're, we're fine we've got gay marriage now yeah. women are fine we've got all this kind of thing we're a great liberal country uh, you know it's anyway wow listen to me waffling on no Jeez, no it's fine <laughs> and um, I was just going to touch on no. the, the, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement which has been going on for way too long now in my opinion but I think yeah. to see a black woman's story being told on stage, I think is very groundbreaking. It's, it's not, I feel like <laughs> there are stories of breakthrough moments for black people, whether they're women or male or non-binary or trans or, you know, part of the LGBTQ community. But so many, so many of the times it, we're going to portray them as slaves or we're going to portray right. them as people yeah. who are oppressed. And when, yes, that, okay, that's part of the history, but that's not who we are. We are, yeah. there's, yes, there is oppression going on and there is racism going on and slavery was a thing. <laughs> but I just, I feel like that's how sometimes the world views black people. Um, 
and yes, we're still speaking out on the fact that there are things that are going on that do oppress black people or people of colour. Mm. But it do, we're saying that because it needs to be highlighted and it needs to be dealt with because it's now at a system that we can't infiltrate. It has to happen from the inside out. But we're just making people yeah. aware of it and saying, look, these are your actions when you let things like this happen or when you close an eye or, you know, it's there's still a form of something going on. Um, yeah, definitely. But to be black and to be a woman and to have been her age at the time I think is very empowering because you rarely see that you know yeah and I think to to be able to portray that and I'm only halfway there in my own life I think is just an honor to say that I'm more than how the world may view me whether it's with the with the lens of the past i'm i'm a black woman who can get what she wants who will face hurdles because i am a black woman but it doesn't limit me and i won't let it limit me and she's like mm. they even wanted to say do you know what i say there's something you want like you go for it don't allow people to knock you down or put you in a box or keep you in a glass you know, yeah. I think you you've answered about five of my questions all in one beautifully succinct uh, paragraph. Isn't it? It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I wish, God, it's good. Sometimes you, just, you I just don't need to ask questions. It's great. Um, that's it's so eloquently put, my friends. Like, I think the word I keep coming back to is empowerment. Like when you said, you know, black people shouldn't just be too, you know, especially in, in film or stage, whatever, it shouldn't just be about slavery or what have you, although that is an ex exceptionally important part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but what what you, you just sum it up so beautifully. I love it. It's fantastic. But I just, but what I, because what I really want to get to is the essence of what it must be like to be going through all that kind of stuff, you know, the, the international um, aspects of, of, of George Floyd and, and what we're going through today, hearing about, you know, the um, the officer in question or his defence is like mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous. So like he, George Floyd had some pre-existing health conditions, so he would have, probably would have carped it anyway. It's completely, I mean, it's, it's madness. It's obviously complete yeah. nonsense. But but then to be going on stage and, and taking the role of Tina, knowing exactly what she went through, God, I you've already answered this question, but I just wanted to say how, you know, cool that must be to just own it. Do you know what I mean? Like really know how fucking important she is yeah. and know what she went through is so and why she is so adored. Like she is man, she adored. It's, it's and right I guess rightfully so. Yeah. But um yeah, but no, I just what I what I have failed to ask you is when when the hell you started out performing? Like, how old were you when it when it all I don't know kicked off, as it were? I was pretty young. I mean, I went to I guess my first performing was I was signed up to this modern agency at my local dance school by me, and. Yeah, so it was modelling, but dancing modelling. <laughs> okay. So quite straight Naomi Campbell catwalk kind of type thing. And I think okay. where it really started. Um, and then we had we had a, a show a year. Yeah. Like three days. And yeah, I think that's where my love for it really began. I, I didn't... I think that's... So how what, old were you then? Oh, gosh. Maybe about five. Five, six. Five. Jeez Louise. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I never really... That's super, super young. Yeah, really, really young. Yeah. And I just, I, I never really stuck up with any other hobby. It also could have been because my mum's a single parent and it was our Aisha. Yeah. I can't afford for you to do everything. I love you. And you choose one <laughs> thing because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> right, yeah. And it, yeah, and you better freaking enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, loved, <laughs> I loved going to dance school. It was at the highlight of my week. Absolutely. Oh, and what, what sort of music was, can you, I mean, it's, I know it's a lot to ask. And you can probably just remember beats and feelings rather than actual songs. Mm. But like, was there a particular like, 
artists that you grew up with that really like in like inhabited you in in a way that informed you as well do you know i've been asked this question before and i know and i've listened to other people and they say yeah it was this artist and right but and i don't have one i think my musical taste is very eclectic i kind of if i like the beat if i if it resonates with me then i'll listen to it I mean, it can be Bach, it can be Beethoven, and then yeah. it can be ABBA or, Absolutely. you know, anything, darling. Anything. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I don't think there's one particular artist that I, from a young age, I've said, oh, do you know what? I've based my voice on them and I studied them inside right. out. I think yeah. as I've gotten older, I've appreciated music more and I've appreciated singers, yeah. especially. Um, I just love the, the way that they tell stories and because it's their own, most of the time, it really hits. Um, yeah. yeah. So if I was to say... So, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. If I was to say any artists now, I'd probably lean to Jill Scott. I love the way she sort storytelled and with her voice. Jeez, man, when when she gets go, oh man, it's heartbreaking. Some yeah. of the stuff she talks about, and then she'll sing the song, levels you, <laughs> levels you. Um, Tells a story from the streets and then sings about it, and you're like, well, that's me for the rest of the day. Right? You're like, um, I'm having a break. <laughs> See <you> tomorrow. Um, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say her, India Ari. I love her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe those are my two top women that I that I can listen to and not skip. And then of course there are women who have absolutely stunning voices. Fantasia Barino, her voice is just like insane. Um, I love a bit of an eighties vibe, old school nineties R and B. I'm there, yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. know, neo soul, R and B, um, like soul, I guess you would call it. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was listening to um, Marvin Gaye uh, all, oh, on, yeah. on the way down down to work, and on the way back, I listened to volumes one and two of this best of that I've got. And when he sings with Tammy, oh my God, not Tammy Minette, who's it? He always du um, duets with. I can never remember her damn name. Oh. I always do this. But either way, maybe it was, maybe it was time when I, and I've actually, yeah, and I am right. But I, I just always doubt myself, you know, I try, I really do. I just, <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. But I just, I, I just, there's something about Motown that really cuts through. But when it came, when it comes to Tina and, 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 and your vocal performance, are you, are you do you have to, like, I don't know, do you have to sound like Tina or is it? Is it just, uh, it's almost like if you did that, you'd break your voice because you've got to change so much. It's like um, you put the wrong engine in the wrong car or something. Mm. So do you have to just do, do you as Tina? I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Is there a pressure to sound like Tina Turner, I think, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. There isn't a pressure yeah. from the powers that be, but there is a pressure from myself that I put on myself sometimes because I know my voice. Yeah different there are things that I do for example Tina sings on the beat so I sing on the beat no matter what my voice sounds like that day I, I'm singing on the beat because it's a Tinaism that people go oh my gosh that's Tina because that's she sings very all the men come in he's playing right. chair yeah she doesn't back at all and so that's something that I say well I can do that no matter what I sound like I can sound like a chipmunk <laughs> I can still be and not back phrase there are some things that she does with her voice that I just, I just, oh, like I'm, I'm, they make my throat feel funny and I'm like, oh my God, how did you do that? Um, <laughs> and I, I'm, 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 with my voice, I'm very, I, I'll try and copy things in a safe way, of course. So there are things like her yeah, yeah. or she does a lot of distortion with her voice, which I'm guessing she wouldn't have known it was distortion, but we now know it's distortion and so just copying things that she does helps um she sings quite nasally as well at times yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs. and i know i've got nasal quality so i'm like oh i'll just use that for this song and that's okay um, 
<laughs> and other times I'm just like blagging it. I'm like, yo, whatever it sounds like, it's how it sounds. I just hate yeah, and I'm not singing bum notes. But I, I do try, I do try and honor her, her style as much as possible because I, I know cool. that I, I feel like I don't sound like people say, well, you, you sounded like her so much then, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think that's just trying to be trying to do perfection, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. hard on myself, even if it, it does sound like her. <laughs> so, like, when you're when you're like, because I, I grew up on um, I can't remember which album it was, I think it probably would just been like you know, the um, Simply the Best was probably on it. Mm. Best, what is it called? Is it called the Best or Simply the Best? I think it's probably. Yeah, I'm so useless. But it was it was basically you know a comeback because um, I would I would have been uh, when I first was aware of Tina it probably would have been when I was about five or six because okay. those songs are just I remember like Steamy Window when I was a kid and I was like what? I'm so glad that's what the show. <laughs> I know I was so pissed about that because because Steamy Window coming from the body and I was like what. When I was that age, I was like, oh, are they doing work on the car? What, why is there <laughs> something something wrong with the ventilation? I mean, body heat. Oh, that's, that's unhygienic. I mean, <laughs> oh, dear. But um, what, what were you looking forward to most? Like your songs? Because I'm presuming like like me, I don't know if you're a, you're a kid of the 80s, you, you, you would have had a lot of, you know, that exposure to her, to her songs. So to be able to go, oh, my God. God, I cannot wait to do this one. Was there any one in particular uh, songs or a set of songs that you were most looking forward to? I love Private Dancer. Yeah. And I love I Can't Stand the Rain. And I don't know whether that's because <sighs> um, a lot of, obviously, everyone samples everything nowadays. But Missy Elliott right. sampled I Can't Stand the Rain. And that was a jam. I mean, she sampled it and she ragged it. And I said, I'm, I I don't <laughs> mind that you've done that. That's okay. But I can't, I think I can't stand the rain is, oh, it's just, the do, 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 do. oh, it's, it's sick. That sample. It's so, it's so cool, isn't it? And it, and it's, yeah. and it, it, it's, 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 it's so cool the way they, what I love about it, it in the musicals, how they they do break down the comeback and how the producer the, the producer she she ran with was like basically look this is you know this is how cool it this this is how we're gonna do it Tina yeah and she she was totally on board with it you know and she just got it and and but she was more the engine behind it because she just knew she 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 had a second lease of life and she wasn't done and now I'm gonna start crying and now I sound like a fucking fanboy <laughs> um, but um, you know, I love that 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 sample. It's so cool because I can't I can't stand the rain. Is 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 a. I'm so glad that you like that one. It's very groovy, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, is. it very much is. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat this next uh, my next question. Uh-huh. But this is a, this is a spoiler. So anybody listening to this who hasn't been see Tina, who's going to, just shut off now. <laughs> but the the finale the finale where you guys all come forward and it turns into a proper live gig. Yeah. I mean, you know, when the audience get up and start going batshit crazy, that 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 must be a bit of a highlight, right? That's great. Those those so we call it the mega mix, and <laughs> yeah. it's literally nonstop. I think it's oh I don't know. It's a ridiculous amount of minutes that we're just going. And some nights I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And other nights I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can get through this. Broken. Literally, I'm just like, I just, I just, I think I need to go home now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the mega mix is great. And I think obviously at this point, the, the audience is allowed to enjoy and to join in and to sing and to dance and to just live life to the fullest. And they give me life because I feel like that's a point where I'm winding down because I know I've only got two more songs to sing and then it's home time. <laughs> right. I can I can well imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. once I get, because we started with Nutbush. So once I get about halfway through in the Nutbush, I'm like gearing up and they're singing it at me and I'm throwing the, the mic in their face and I'm just like spinning around on the stage and me <laughs> just giving it large. And then obviously the band truck come forward. So the band is like right there. 
and yeah, yeah it gives me so much energy but I love it I love seeing people just let loose I think it's 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 amazing and the fact that they've just been on the journey and they've accepted the journey and they've understood the journey most of the time and now they just get to the point where they can just celebrate with me and celebrate a black woman's life I'm like yeah good Damn. yeah <laughs> it is it's, it's so cool it's so powerful I mean and so I know we're running out of time now but no, no, the, no problem. what's what's the like aspect of um cracking her voice like in terms of her speaking voice like because you're british obviously mm. um uh, i've got an ear for an american accent and stuff like that but that must be quite daunting because you can almost hide a little bit more singing i guess i'm just guessing yeah but, but in in the spoken word it's a lot harder yeah, I think so many people, no matter where you're from, and usually sing in an American accent. And I think, I don't know why that is. I don't know whether it's because as Brits, we've heard so, yes, they've been British fans, but I think even then, they've an American accent most of the time. Um, yeah. Unless you're Lily Allen or anyone else, you know, singing yeah. with distinctive British or London. Kate Nash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm from London and I want you to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, they don't sound cute. You try and I think, oh, no, 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 no. I'll sing, I'll sing like American. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think, us, I mean, I'll say that I'm a Londoner through and through and I don't think I'll sing in, sing in, no. What? Don't like it. But that's, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so her, her speaking voice, hmm, we, we did have an accent coach. Yeah. And again, I'm a mimicker, so I mimic a lot of stuff. I just, I just listen to a loop, and so it's a lot of her interviews and just finding the pattern. Oh, okay. She very, she she wouldn't have, or she's from the south, and being a black artist back in her day, you could sound like you're from the south, but when you're trying to cross over, that just it's that's not the thing. So you have like get this like speaking etiquette so to speak yeah so you come across as eloquent you know um right and so she's got this eloquent well when, when she's doing interviews she's got this eloquent voice that's really quick i know i know yeah. i know what you're referring to yeah, yeah. it's like da, 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 and uh yeah and uh da, 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 da. well because she <laughs> right, right she just like grew up in this not grew up but she started in the 60s right like performing what have you and then she's got to do an interview in the 60s it's like Jesus, a black woman doing an interview, you know, in the 60s with a white guy asking questions predominantly, mm -hmm. you know, fucking hell, man. That's some, <laughs> that's some tough shit. Yeah, yeah. You, so you I better just... behave in this way. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's like I, I need people to buy our record, so I need to sound educated. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I listen a lot and then back when we were able to have easy access to our, um, oh my God, how did I just forgotten the word for this woman? Well, speech coach. I would just take Speech coach. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, oh, I don't know. My brain's just gone a bit mad. But <laughs> I was oh, I listened to this last night or over the weekend. Can you help me with this? Um, so that... I I'm, I probably won't have her speaking voice, but at least I'll have as close her accent as possible. Yeah. Because the last thing you want, I think it's sometimes it's easy. Oh, I hear myself say a certain word and I thought, oh, he's not sound American. I don't know what he sounded like, but it's not American. <laughs> I say that. Well, um, as long as it's not like Nepalese or like, you know. <laughs> like you're from Sweden or something, then, you know, you know. I mean, I might, some of my accents have been very questionable. So <laughs> I just, I just sound American. Of course, if I was in Sweden, I would love to learn a Swedish accent and kill that as well. But how, yeah. how do you do a Swedish accent without it sounding absolutely redonkulous you or, know, or, or inoffensive? Like, sometimes I try and do a Scottish, I love the Scottish accent. Um, yeah. But I feel like I can only do it in a caricature way, and I don't think that's 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 nice because I'm, I I hear people thinking like you don't sound like a caricature, you sound like a normal Scotsman or a Scotswoman. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just yeah. making sure that I don't I don't have this caricature accent. That it's a very natural accent because I because I don't want to 
make a, a, a mockery of someone's accent at all in, in yeah. any way, shape or form. And shit de- is, is dependent upon that. You, you you know, it's like you can have a, you can be a wonderful actor, but if you, you know, I'm thinking of like people who've tried to do accents before, great actors. And then, and I mean, I'm, I'm being mean here, but I don't think Russell Crowe is like the worst actor in the world. I think mm. he's maybe a, bit, a little bit over sincere, but um, it, when he <laughs> tries to do, he tries to do an English accent in Robin Hood or whatever it was. And it's just like, mate, you spend the whole movie just going what what are you what are you doing just be like kevin costner in prince of thieves just put on the american accent no one gives a shit i think it's really hard for americans to do british accents is he american yeah like australian am i going uh, oh he's he's an oz uh uh, russell crowe so you would have thought it'd be slightly easier i just think do you know what it is i think and again i think america i think it goes the same way i think I think it's easier for Brits to do a standard quote-unquote American accent because we hear it so much. Like, everyone's grown up watching some American sitcoms of some sort, right? But I see Americans saying, we don't all talk like that. Like, I I was on TikTok. No, I was on Instagram, and it was a TikTok video that was on Instagram. And this woman was doing accents from, well, around, like, New York region. So there was New York, and there was, like, Michigan, and there was New Jersey. And the the changes, I just thought, wow, yeah, I don't do a good American. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't regions because everyone was different, and you could hear yeah. it. Different. And I'm like, yeah, can I have New York? Can I have some bagel? And I'm like, they don't. Talk. That's really bad. That's quite good. That's no, right. really bad because I heard it and I just thought, yeah, I'm not. Gonna but it's different. It. That's different when it's when you hear your own voice back, though. Honestly, right? <laughs> I mean, you do, yeah. <laughs> nice one, man. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs>